Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Please welcome Bro Kenny. Hello, everybody. It's, it's just a great joy to be with you today. Thank you so much for welcoming us into your homes, into your into your dean, into your study. Uh, I want to thank God for this great ministry and the sent man, Pastor Joe, that God has raised at this time. I want to bring you a word that God laid in my spirit. It's, 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 a, it's an interesting title. It just simply says, the wind ran out of breath. The wind ran out of breath. It's actually lifted straight from scripture. It's found in the message Bible. The message version of the scripture is the book of Mark chapter four. Book of Mark chapter four, verse 39. You probably know the scripture or you know, at least you know the story. Jesus and his disciples were going over to the other side. That's that journey that they met the man at the gatherings, the man that was possessed by a legion of demons. So this message comes from the time they were just about to cross the lake to go over to the other side. And I read verse four, verse 39 of Mark four. Uh, in the NIV simply says, Jesus got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. The wind died down at the rebuke of Jesus and it was completely calm. In the message version, he puts it this way. Awake now, Jesus told the wind to pipe down and said to the sea, quiet, settle down. The wind ran out of breath and the sea became smooth as glass. I'll read it again. The Jesus said to the sea, quiet, settle down. And the wind ran out of breath and the sea became as smooth as glass. Maybe that's already a word for somebody. You feel like you're in the middle of a storm and we speak to that storm that you're in the middle of. We speak to it today. Be quiet, settle down. Let that storm run out, run out of breath. It's amazing that the scripture highlighted that the wind, it is possible for the wind to get tired. It is possible for what has been oppressing you to get tired. It is possible for what has been binding you to tire. The Bible recognizes that the wind, even though it's not an animate object, it gave it an animate description saying that the wind, even though inanimate, can run out of breath like an animal can run out of breath, like a human being can run out of breath. The wind also can run out of breath. We're going to get into it a little bit deeper, but I want to refer you to another scripture. It's found in the book of Psalms, book of Psalms chapter 114. I just want to read 114 verse, um, uh, Psalm, and I'm going to read just the bulk of it. And I'm reading from the message translation, Psalm 114. 
After Israel left Egypt, the clan of Jacob left those barbarians behind. Judah became holy land for him. Israel became the place of holy rule. The sea took one look at Israel and ran the other way. River Jordan turned around and ran off. The mountains turned playful and skipped like rams. The hills frolicked like spring rams. The, 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 what's wrong with you, see, that you ran away? Now the writer is asking, see, what did you see that you ran away? River Jordan that you turned and ran off. And you mountains, why did you skip like rams? And you hills, why did you frolic? like spring lamps. He gives us the answer in the next verse. Tremble earth, you are in the Lord's presence, in the presence of Jacob's God. He turned the rock into a pool of water, into a pool of cool water, and turned flint into fresh spring water. Now, it's amazing that this scripture captures an event that we all know that happened, the passing of the Red Sea and the passing of River Jordan. But the writer in the book of Psalms captures a, a thing that perhaps the other writers have not captured. You know, we know that Moses spread his rod and the sea divided. The Bible records that there was a east wind that God raised and parted the Red Sea. And we know that in the account of Joshua, when the people of Israel, the ark stepped into River Jordan, when it was a flood stage, River Jordan parted as well. So we know that these accounts happened. But the writer in Psalms captured something. He said that the Red Sea took one look at Israel and said, I don't want to touch these people. The river Jordan took one look and ran away. Even the mountains that were supposed to oppose Israel took one look and became playful. Perhaps you're listening to this message today and there are things that have been oppressing and disturbing and harassing you. We declare the word of the Lord to you today. The mountains that are before you will become playful in the name of Jesus. The reason why they'll become playful is because there is he that is in you that is greater than he that is in the world there is a presence that you carry in the name of and his name is the holy one of israel and because of that presence in you that sea will part that mountain will run away that hill will become like a lamb and begin to skip and turn playful what that means is whatever it is that you have been struggling with will suddenly begin to apologize to you and say you know what i'm sorry i misunderstood you i didn't know there was somebody backing you i didn't know that you did not come alone i thought you came alone but no you did not there is one that is in you that is greater than he that is outside so father we thank you for deliverance we thank you for healing we thank you for mountains are being destroyed there's a principle in scripture this psalm that we read psalm 114 there's a reference that god gave there god said and the lord God of Jacob. Why did God identify himself as the God of Jacob in that scripture? You see, God gives names to help us understand certain attributes that he has. So when I read that scripture, I saw that God did not identify himself in that scripture as a God of Abraham. He did not call himself the God of Israel, the God of Isaac. He, no, 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 no. He called himself the God of Jacob. So I began to wonder, what is it about Jacob's God, Father, that you wanted us to appreciate from this message. And I refer you to that, that what I feel in my spirit, that is the reason for that. Romans chapter 9. 
the book of Romans chapter 9 and verse 10. I'll read from the NIV and then I'll read from the message translation. It says this, nine, Romans 9, 10. Not only that, but Rebecca's children had one and the same father. Verse 11, yet before the twins were born or had anything good or bad, Hyphen, in order that God's purpose in election might stand, not by works, but by him who calls, she was told the older will serve the younger, just as it was written, Jacob I have loved, Esau I have hated. I'll read the same verse in the same verses in the message. It says, and to Rebecca also, a promise was made that took priority over genetics. Let me read it again. To Rebecca also, a promise was made that took priority over genetics. I'll pause at this point. There is a promise that was made to Rebecca that took priority over genetics. There was a promise that reversed the order of genetics. There was a promise that God delivered that said, you know what? Bloodlines will not determine this anymore. There was a promise that supersedes the physical. There was a promise that altered the nature of things. Ideally, Jacob should come second. Esau should come first. But there was a promise that was delivered that said, you know what? We're going to reverse things. So if you're listening to this message today, and perhaps some well-meaning people have told you in your family, you cannot go this far because your father never went further than this. Your grandfather never went further than this. Or maybe your mother never attained this. So because of that, you cannot attain this. I want to declare God's word to you. There is a promise that takes priority over genetics. You are not limited by what limited your family. You are not bound by what bound your people. You are free from that. You are delivered from that. And why is it important for us to know what the promises are? The promises of God, it's important to understand this because if Rebecca did not know that promise, he would. she would not have walked in the reality of that. So I want to read a couple of promises to us today. So maybe you're wondering, what is the promise that takes priority over genetics? What promise can I apply to my life that would make things change in my life? I read you one promise from Jeremiah 30 verse 17. He says, but I will restore you to health and I will heal your wounds. That is one of the promises you can hold on to if you're believing God for healing. Exodus 15 verse 26 says, I am the Lord who healed thee. That's another promise you can hold on to. Or maybe you're going through an economic situation, a crisis. I read you from the book of Isaiah 58 verse 11. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring of water who never fails. That is a promise of God. Isaiah 58 verse 11. Even though, yes, 2021 has been rough for you. Yes, even though there's a COVID, there's a pandemic out there, but you can declare, I will be a well-watered garden. I will be like springs of water that will never fail because that is one of the promises of God. I'll leave you with one more promise. Psalm 27 verse 13. It says, I remain confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. 
I remain confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So declare God's promises over your life. No matter what 2021 has been like, declare, I'm still confident. I'm going to see God's goodness in this land. I'm going to see God's goodness in this year. I remain confident in the land of the living. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Remember, there is a promise that supersedes genetics. Nothing can stop you because you have the promise of God backing you up. God bless you. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. The wind ran out of breath. Friend, I want to join my prayers with the prayers of my brother today to agree with you in the name that is above every name. That that which you have desired, that which is the promise of God concerning you, shall come to pass in the name of Jesus. Your health shall be restored in the name of Jesus. Your finances have been decimated by the uh, pandemic shall be restored in the name of the Lord Jesus. That relationship... I'm talking about the godly ones shall be restored in the name of Jesus. Why? Because this promise takes priority over the genetics in Jesus' name. Until next time, may the Lord keep you strong meditating on his word. God bless and bye for now. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.